Welcome to the Mental Breakdowns Podcast. Uh, This is the intro to the intro because I never checked if our name was already taken by a podcast already. And it was, so I had to change the spelling and pronunciation. But you know what? It's okay. It's gonna be okay. Um, So I just wanted to, uh, yeah, disclaimer... And so if you hear me pronouncing a different podcast name, the Mental Breakdown Podcast, that is no longer the name. It is now the Mental Breakdowns Podcast. Breakdowns with a Z because, yeah. All right, here's the show. Enjoy. Testing, testing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. This is the Mental Breakdown Podcast. Starring me, Zoe, and my friend Fred, where we go in weekly and try to tackle mental health topics and issues, and also topics and issues relating to addiction. Uh, we both have a year plus of sobriety under our belts. We met about a year ago at a treatment facility and have been friends ever since. Um, We hope you stick around and join us on this first episode on codependency. Uh, We try to have fun with it, try to make it as light as we possibly can, um, given the heavy, heavy topics (laughs) that we're always discussing. But um, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as we did and hope to uh, have you guys join us for many more episodes in the future. All right, here it goes. Codependency. Me, 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 me. All right. Welcome <laughs> to the Mental Breakdown podcast featuring me, Zoe, and me. Fred DeBose. Uh, hope everyone had a good uh, whatever today is. Uh, we're just going to move right along to current news and events. Uh, Oregon's on fire. No, no, the whole western <laughs> seaboard is on fire. The whole western seaboard is on fire. <laughs> the Oregon's really on fire. Uh, it looked like Apocalypse, whatever that movie was, Apocalypse Now. Now, yeah. Apocalypse Now yesterday. Yeah. Um, red everywhere, lava. Um, Do you know why it started? The gender reveal. The party. gender reveal. Party. Party. They should One go to those. jail and the baby. There, there are the hundreds baby. of fires, but yeah, yeah. yeah, they should go to jail. I'm sorry. No, absolutely. And I bet you they won't. Absolutely. And they have pictures. Who does fireworks in a forest during fire, fire season, season? Right. After a thunderstorm. Right. I mean, who? There's a coordinator behind. There was a party. It was an event. So. There were fires happening at the fucking time. <laughs> That's just gross negligence. Emphasis on gross. Gross <laughs> negligence. Disgusting. Rude. Right. Um, Repugnant. That's one of my favorite words. And if their child grows up to be an adult <gasps> and wants to, um, they're gonna have to change their name. If they become trans, I'm gonna laugh. In <laughs> no offense to trans. No offense. No offense to trans. trans but that would, trans. Trans. that would be funny. That would be funny. Because um, I, I hope yeah. they're Christian. I hope they're Christian right. and, and conservative and yeah. and their child is not. And millions of, millions of dollars of debt now if they get prosecuted. Yeah, they should be prosecuted. If they're not, that's 
Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, the whole state. Right. And um, we're in the red skies. Did you see the red skies? Uh, yesterday, yeah. I wanted to take a picture, but I couldn't. Beautiful. It was. I, I was enjoying it. I was too. I was enjoying I was too. it. Like, I'm enjoying the cover. I'm enjoying living through this. Yeah, at least it wasn't 90 degrees. Cool. I had to go to a hotel. What? Me and, me and my um, man went to a hotel because it was too hot in my house. Are you serious? Yes. Went to the Sir Francis. You didn't invite me or nothing? No, me and my man. Okay. <laughs> okay. What was you going to do? <laughs> Take pictures? <laughs> no, I'm not sitting on the TV, you know, watching TV. <laughs> I don't know if you got the deluxe suite. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. We did get upgraded, though, when we got there. So I didn't know until we got there. Oh, shit. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, other current event. So today was 9-11, or today is 9-11, 19th oh, okay. anniversary, 19 fucking years ago. How, so wait, okay, so I remember where I was. Do you? Yeah, of course. Because you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, I remember where I was. Very how, how old were you? I was uh, nine. I was nine. I was 30? Mexico. I was living in Mexico, and I, I went to work. I was <laughs> working in this uh, chain of schools, in English schools in Mexico City, and uh I, I I was on the bus going. I lived far outside of town, so I had to take a train and a bus. Yeah. And and on the micro, the micro bus, bus, I was standing there, and they were talking about oh the World Trade Center. Oh my God, you know the, those planes crashed into it, and, yeah. and I thought they were talking about Mexico City because I was passing the World Trade Center in Mexico City, and then I thought it was a joke because it was it was all it was on one of the radio stations where people do the morning show, and it's all funny. And it's yeah, like yeah, a, the it's, yeah, the and it was a Chinese and drag queens and gay people. And then when I got, I walked into the office and we have these huge screen TVs and I walked in the office and there was, so then I thought that they were just joking and I walk into the building and I go upstairs and I see on the screen, right when I look at the screen, the first tower goes down and my boss comes up to me and says, they got you. Yeah. And I was like, and I just remember feeling freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, and I'm in Mexico. My family's in the States, our family all over the country. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, um. And he was like, you know, and I couldn't call in, um, but they could reach me. They couldn't, no one in the States could reach anyone because everything was, you know, flooded. Yeah. But then they could all reach me. So then I became the hub. Everybody was calling me in Mexico, you know, letting everybody know that they were alive. Right. It was crazy. It was just a crazy, crazy day. Um, surreal. Yeah. Um, I was in school. <laughs> I went to school and my friends already knew that I have like family in the, Family on the East Coast, so they ran out. Oh, there, there's like jets attacking Washington D.C. and da 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 da. And I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Um, but I think we've seen a little bit on TV, and then the teacher turned it off. Um, oh, you were in school, school, like in class, grade school. Yeah, they came up to me before school because you know West Coast time. Mm -hmm. um, I think we saw a little bit in the classroom. I can't remember. And then um, I seen the rest of it when I got home that day. Mm -hmm. I just remember everybody was just like, what the fuck? We're going to war. Da, 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 da. That's crazy. We did kind of go to war. We did. We did. I thought we were at war. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't. We, I remember talking to my mom and hearing her cry and just kind of being like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, she, you know yeah. it, it, it was something we had never experienced before. Right. And, I, and we were adults. So we were like, like, you know, yeah. you know. We've experienced things, but like never like that. That was just insane. Right. Um, you know, they couldn't get the people out of the building in time. It was just crazy. Yeah. And then how they fell and, you know, but yeah. 
so um, today, you know, they had the memorials or the World Trade Center memorial over there in New York City. And uh, of course, the politicians were over there doing their politician duty. And they got this, uh, I don't know what you would call it, embrace or something like that of Biden, uh, presidential nominee and its current vice president, Mike Pence. And they're giving each other an elbow bump because of Corona. And I don't know. I just, I really like that. I really like that with all the, holy shit, with all the, um, I don't know, just negative back and forth between politicians and just the nastiness and the vile. It's nice to see that these two guys on opposing teams could still do a little elbow bump mm. uh, for a bigger cause. Mm. I don't buy it. <laughs> well, of course, they're two politicians. <laughs> But I just never thought I'd see But it is good. It is good to see them both. It is good to see a picture full of people in the government and Secret Service in masks. Yeah. That's, that's, and them being civil. It looks so, right. I haven't seen this picture until you showed it now. But what, what is that orange circle? What are they? That's Mike Bloomberg. Billionaire. Oh, that's Bloomberg. And look, he, he, looks like, <laughs> look at him. he looks like, what? Yeah. He was also presidential candidate. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's running the country already. Anyways, doesn't matter. Right, he's such a stapler. <laughs> but I really want to know what Dutch, our president, thought of that. I'm super. I don't know. He probably. He's gonna. To say. They probably gonna are gonna something. have him be quiet. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> have they ever had him be quiet? That's true. Know. That's true. Yeah, he's got that phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. So we got. I don't know. I thought this was interesting. Rapper DMX from who, who Rough Riders. D- DMX is for an old rapper. Not old, but... Yeah, because I'm old, and I don't know who DMX is. He's a rapper from way back. Rough Riders. He's the one that did the bark. The rock, rock, rock. Hey, it's going to give it to you. Anyway. Isn't that ACDC or something? Like, or Led Zeppelin? He's the Led Zeppelin of rap. Okay. For sure. Okay. All right. With just the, the amount of drugs involved. Uh, it's anyway, cute. DMX tears out speaking about his various personalities. He's uh-huh. quote, I don't talk about them. He's like schizophrenic? That's what I first thought. Um, or many hats he wears. What do you mean? Yeah, probably the hats. Uh, all right. DMX quickly answered, quote, yes. He added, quote, there are different things. There's a few things, a few people in me, and they get me through life. Okay. Yeah. That's hats. He's had a lot of trouble with the law. Oh. And I think substance use or abuse is in his story, but uh, I'm not sure. Is that a current picture of him? Yeah, that's He's current. Cute. And then that's the old, like... He's cute. He's like a handsome dad. In his heyday. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he... I hope he's, uh, I don't know what I hope. <laughs> I hope he stays out of jail. Um, he went to jail and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. multiple times. Multiple okay. offenses. But yeah, I don't know. First thing I thought too was schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Okay. What is that called? What's the, what's the acronym for that? Um, uh, uh, what is that? Oh my God. Multiple personality, personality disorder. I don't think it's exactly that. Yeah, but it's going to come up. No, it's multiple personality no. disorder. Disassociative disorder, yes. Disassociative, yes. Yeah. Yes. I used to think I had that. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't, though. So. Who else? Oh. I don't. Who else are you? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned. I've learned since that I don't. I'm just crazy. <laughs> Small oh. C. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> Shit. All right, and then first I'm like, uh, up, 
I don't know, uplifting news. I, I was trying to find positive news and I, I typed it in positive news and then just like hits on coronavirus and people testing positive came up. And I was like, that's not what I wanted. But I was able to find something. Okay, so former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg announced a new financial gift, uh, $100 million. Uh, the money will significantly reduce the debt burden of approximately 800 medical students. <gasps> oh, specifically? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, this, well, let's just read the quote. Quote, COVID ha- uh, COVID-19 has been especially devastating for the Black community and the scarcity of Black doctors practicing in Black communities is one reason for it, said Michael R. Bloomberg, three-term mayor of New York. Uh, more Black doctors will mean more Black lives saved and fewer health problems that limit economic opportunity in Black community- communities. Excuse me. Oh, interesting. That's dope. That's dope, but, you know, yeah, I'm not going to be in... Yes, that's dope. Yeah. Let's just let's just let that be. Let's just let's yeah. let that be and and okay. take it as an intention. Okay, done. So the tax write off has to be huge, right? Uh, oh, but that's not even a lot of money, really. And and, to and him, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and and really, if you die, like how how what is it? Eight hundred million? Uh, one hundred million. What? Just one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's like what six students. Trying to get six new black doctors, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, but you know, good, good, good intention, good direction. Others should follow suit. It's right. not all his job, right? Absolutely. We as African Americans, we need to man up on that. Yeah, in my opinion. All, I think all, yeah, all around the board, all across. Yes, the all board. across the board. Um, um, so you know, it's it's not his job. Thank you for doing that, Mr. Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. But you know, oh, and while we're just here, I've seen a little, little another little tidbit. Speaking of, we need to do more. Michael Jordan and his Jordan brand pledge a hundred million dollars to black communities. When was this day? So that's you know, okay. I turns out okay, but but you know, black communities. What yeah. what is that? Right. I live in the where I where black what what huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, thanks. I mean, what I think you should give is to like something very specific, um, like black colleges. Like pick a pick a school. Yeah. Give Howard a hundred million dollars, right. you know, and let them you you know lower tuitions and you know, expand their outreach. You know, um, yeah. you know, give it to I don't know yeah. something very specific. Black communities. What, they're going to get Nikes? Yeah, it's very broad. <laughs> yeah, good, because it leaves it out. Yeah, I'd like to know it like, makes them look good. where it goes in the end. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you hear these big-ass stories, and then they just fade yeah, off yeah. into the background. And we don't yeah. know not to hate, not to hate. I'm just saying they're like, it's, beautiful. it's it, um, you know, but come on. Let's, yeah. We could do better. Yeah. I'm so glad he finally decided to tap in, though. Yes, me too, because he's, he's got a lot of... Is he the Starbucks one? Starbucks. He, this, one of, Michael Jordan or... Uh, one one of the basketball players owns a big portion of Starbucks. Oh, I don't want to throw the wrong name out, but one of them does. A black basketball player. I won't be surprised. Maybe Magic LeBron. Johnson or Michael Jordan. Oh, oh, maybe Magic Johnson. He was he's like the entrepreneur. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got money. I still haven't seen one of his movie theaters, but that's a whole other thing. All right, so that was our uh, weekly news. Next. 
We are going to talk about our mental health topic of the night, day, time, time, moment, uh, codependency. Codependency. I don't know if you guys heard it, but um, following after the break, we will break down the definition, our own personal experiences, and maybe a little, uh, a few tips and tricks to help you or your partner safely remove yourselves from each other's ass. Yes. All up in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Uh, codependency. Yeah. Mm. I, I've never experienced that myself, so... It's going to be mainly you. But I'm pretty sure you might have had one thousand. I've never, right you know. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it in rehab? They said uh, scratch. If you scratch an addict, you can find a codependent. Or like scratch the skin of an addict. You find, I don't know. Some clever ass shit to say all addicts are so many I know. We should have wrote. We should have written everything down. Everything. We recorded it. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Merriam-Webster's definition of codependency: a psychological condition or a relationship in which a person is controlled or manipulated by another who is affected with a pathological condition, such as an addiction to alcohol or heroin. Those are very specific. Wow, that's... Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, is this camera on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then it says, broadly, dependence on the needs or... Oh, there's shit on my screen. Dep- dependence on the needs of or controlled by another. Uh, one more, Wikipedia... Codependency is a behavioral condition in a relationship where one person enables mm-hmm. another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. Among the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on other people for approval and a sense of identity. Definitions vary, but it is generally defined as a subclinical situational and or episodic behavioral condition similar to that of dependent personality disorder. The term is less individually diagnostic and more descriptive of a relationship dynamic. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's I like that one. DSM-5. No, I like no, that, that one. This, this one, this was, because yeah. it isn't, they lost me at heroin. Um, <laughs> yeah. And not to judge, because, you know. Right, I'm sitting right. Yeah, and and I have done everything else but heroin. So, um, but yeah, I think that yeah, if I think if you've been alive, you've been in a codependent relationship at some point. Right. If you've had relationships with people, you've been in a codependent relationship. You want to go off with your personal experience first? Um, first. Yeah, I you know, codependency for me, in terms of my yeah, you know, it's it's affected me in different levels, different areas of my life. I'll speak specifically on the drug portion, where I have seen codependency personally, not just with me, but including myself, but with others as well. Is that the codependent relationships that have uh, that that were going on in my life 
and my friends and I, who were on drugs as well, um, extended our drug use. Mm. Um, because the need for the person who's being co- who's behaving codependently, you know, look, seeking our approval or seeking our um, uh, seeking our approval, seeking our acceptance, seek, seeking our acknowledgement, yeah. just gave us space to do drugs and be negligent and irresponsible. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely feel, in hindsight, now that I've had some sobriety time that my codependent relationship with the people who supported me definitely elongated or made my drug use time much longer. It is my decision definitely to use or not. I'm not, there's no blame. Yeah. But there is an explanation of that. If you are, I definitely know for myself that if I want to help somebody who's in a, is in a self-destructive situation, the best thing for me to do is to step back and let them ride and figure that out. I can be a resource for you but I can't help you stop being destructive to yourself. That's a, that's a personal um, decision that you have to make. And so me giving you money, me giving you a place to stay, me facilitating you some, it it doesn't work. Not by itself. No, no, no. no. If you're helping yourself, then I can help you. Right, right, right. But if you don't want to stop, if you're not taking an initial action to make lifestyle change, then I can't instigate that yeah um i I believe firmly in that um i'm sober because i chose to become sober right that's that's what happened yeah i i I chose to to take the steps that were needed and 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 the people who were codependent with me had a hard time with that actually and um it, it it me getting sober changed everyone the whole everybody, Every, even the people who were codependent with right. some some of those people who were codependent, some of the people who were codependent with me have fallen off, like they're not around anymore, of um, because their behaviors haven't changed, yeah. um, and mine have, or they've gotten on board, but our our relationship has changed. Um, you know, I, the dynamic. Well, I had to put up boundaries oh, okay. because their codependent behavior was still a tr- was 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 a trigger. Yeah, you know, it was it would trigger me. All right. So I've had to put up boundaries. Um, I think I still, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I know I still am. I still have my codependence, codependency, uh, I don't know, traits, or it's just like a fog in the background, kind of just lingering there. Uh, I catch myself. Um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it's with family. Which is ironic since mm-hmm. I'm not definitely I'm not the type to like see family every single day or even weekly at that, but I still notice that I yearn for their approval <laughs> so damn much, and it's crazy because I never thought I'd be one of those uh, people or kids or family members that are just like I gotta do it for my family. Um, I don't know. I think I just like through drug use uh, and uh, abuse and addiction, it's just like, I don't know, I lied to myself to the point to where I thought I was this individual person that really didn't need anybody. And I was on my uh, own shit, my own grown shit. And it was so not true. But isn't that just the isolation portion? Um, That drug, that's common with drug addiction? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely the isolation 
yeah, it's kind of like that vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm isolated. So I'm thinking, okay, I don't need you guys. So how was your, so who was codependent with you in that situation? Mm -hmm. Because we weren't the codependents, you know that. People are codependent. Our families were codependent with us. Yeah. I mean, but we have to be codependent. We, it's, it's two else, people, right? Yeah, it's two people. Right, but there's people. a codependent, and then there's the person who is who is who's dependent yeah. upon the codependency. And I feel like I, at least in my situation, I switch those roles a lot, or we switch those. And I'm probably talking about my mom. Yeah, let's just go with my mom for this example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, our codependency, like her, um, wondering all the time, like where I am, or giving me money. As like yeah. last year when I was deep in my shit still and me lying about it, but her giving me money, thinking that she's helping me mm-hmm. or she's trying to help me survive. Um, when really it was just prolonging the inevitable, prolonging me getting help. She's that's supplying that drug addict. She was supplying your addiction. Absolutely. That's that codependency mm-hmm. shit right there. Um, but she didn't know it. I mean, in a way, Does I don't it, know. I can't, it, I don't want to speak for her. Yeah. And it's, I mean, my, my parents were definitely are definitely very codependent. My family is very codependent um, as well, and I took advantage of that by them affording me to be able to buy as much drugs as many drugs and hang out and live the lifestyle I wanted was funded by them supporting me yeah. more than they should have been. Yeah, that's all. Like it, it was, it what they didn't int- they thought they were helping me. Mm. Their their intention was to help me. Absolutely, absolutely. But it was codependent because they they were doing it seeking some, they were they were seeking some sort of approval. I wasn't seeking their approval. Yeah. At all, I just wanted drugs. Right. <laughs> that's just that, that, I was getting high. Money. I was getting high. Send the check. Leave, give, facilitate my life. Right. They weren't giving me money, but they were supporting me in a way so that I could spend more of my own money. Mm. You know, um, you know, I, I, yeah, they, they just facilitated me being able to live a lifestyle in which allowed me to consume more drugs because, you know, my life has been, my life is pretty easy. Um, and they just made sure that, made sure of that thinking they were helping me. Right. Being young, black in America. And my mother's reason was that she wanted us to love her. So she sought our our well-being outwardly was yeah. what gave her a sense of approval, a sense of achievement. You know, if we were, if we were happy outwardly, then she, she felt like, okay, good job. You know, she could buy us stuff, you know, send us on trips, yeah. spend money on us. Then that was her, you know, that Dang. Was, yeah, that was her fix. That was her fix. Yeah. I'm really trying to get to, cause my mom knew I was an addict. Yeah. My mom knew I was an addict. Okay. And I believe your mom probably knew. You like you said you haven't had that conversation yet, but I at bet that time, I, yeah. I, yeah, but I bet you at with with time cuz my mom also came to realize I was an addict. Right. But she was codependent with me way before I started using drugs. The relationship was already set up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that framework. That, makes sense. that unhealthy yeah, framework. Yeah, it was already set up. Yeah. And then drugs came in. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, blew shit up. And blew shit up. <laughs> yeah. But none of us changed. I was just on drugs, and she was still her. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that goes back to, too, what, I mean, goes back to uh, 
them saying that addiction is just like a family disease mm-hmm. and that it just affects everyone the chosen and everyone the blood family. not just the person mm-hmm. that is using the substance whatever substance um that was hard for me to accept that it affects everyone yeah yeah because i was like you like i'd be like i'm fine i'm working i'm taking care of myself i'm not i'm not only i'm not making anyone i'm not calling you in the middle of the night right, raising hell right. i'm you're not fine. that i'm not that kind of drug addict yeah, i'm fine. not ruining your life exactly. you don't know what's going on with me yeah yeah yeah, that was very much, that was hard for me to accept a, that, like, no, I was fucking people over. It was a rude awakening. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want to be that person. Absolutely not. I don't think anybody does. I'm really trying to get, you know, like how you said, um, one person is codependent. I'm trying to figure out what the hell then I was talking about in regards to, I feel like, me and my mother's role switched, or we both had a little bit of That's that That's just your guilt. There's the, the, the person who is receiving the codependency. Right. The tug and pull you're talking about is that they're codependent and, and look, looking for our acceptance, yeah. and we're driven by guilt. Addiction and guilt yeah. and shame. So we feed into it. So we feed back. Right? Like, okay, you, you, you all take the money. Like, you know, you might as well. Yeah, 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 might as well. And you feel better. Like, you know, there's there's a dance that we're doing here. Yeah. And I don't want to change it up. I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to speak out about what's going on. Right. Yeah. And there is also that fear of like, I don't want to mess up a good thing. Like, yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 but it's but it's but I think it's housed in guilt and shame. For me, it was. Yeah. Those housing guilt and shame. Oh, no, the shame was definitely there. Yeah. The shame was definitely So I think the shame, what I'm hearing for you is the shame is coming out and you're even accepting the fact that your mother was codependent yeah. with you. You, right. know, you don't want to place that on her, but you're not placing it on her. That's just what it was. Yeah, absolutely. And hers is driven by guilt as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Parents? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I mean, she I just had the, understand the, it. I think, so and I think it. also, and I think also, the the codependent person has to have some sort of release. You have to have something that the other person needs. If that makes sense. The codependent, the codependent. I've been codependent in my drug relationships because I would supply drug. I had money and stuff, so I would supply drugs and places to stay and things like that for other people who had less resources. Mm-hmm. So I'm being codependent in that relationship. Yeah. Because they need, I have, I supply with the expectation that they're going to keep this relationship going. Right. And that it just continues the same. And it continues to don't disrupt it. Don't disrupt it. Keep on feeding it. Yeah. Don't you see what I'm doing? So don't, you got to be here. Don't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. Don't rock the boat. Yeah. Don't rock the fucking boat. Do what I expect. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's me being codependent. I'm not codependent with my parents. I'm not the codependent with my parents. My parents are the codependent. I'm the dependent. Got you. Got you. Okay, that explains it's, a lot. So it's a code. It's that's the co. Yeah. 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 We're in this. It's two people. Co-parenting. But the parent is the is what would be called, I think, in definition, the code the code the code the code, the codependent. We're just the dependent. Yeah. Um. 
I like what you said about the boundaries too. I think I the, setting up those boundaries definitely, um, or setting up any freaking boundaries because I don't think I had much at all. No, I don't know. I, I just think those are just. Well, I had false. boundaries. I had to have enough drugs. That was a boundary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to have enough. I had to have enough. Whatever, whatever it is that I wanted, I had to have enough of it because yeah. I was obsessive and compulsive. Right. That's, um, that's definitely one thing that I found in hindsight. And a lot of this is in hindsight. You know, being able to talk about codependency requires hindsight. Oh, absolutely. You can't do it while you're thick up in it. No, no, oh. there, no there was no. <laughs> this is just how we do. What are you talking yeah, about? This is my, my mama, she loved me. Yeah. <laughs> right. With dollar bills. I love my mama. She's yeah. awesome. She's the best. Um, yeah. And I can say that now that I'm sober. I can say that again. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely different. It was, you know, and I had, you know, but codependency, it's just really, it's it's the power and it's where the power lies. It's the, it's not where, it's the type, it's the role, it's where the role lies. That's, that's what, not power, but it's where the role lies. Yeah. Where, so you've been codependent, but with whoever you had, wherever you were pulling the strings, yeah, that's where you were codependent. Wherever you are manipulating your, you know, whatever you had. Yeah. And you're also a lot younger than me. Right. Generation so, apart. Yeah. So like, so it might you might not have had a lot of experience with, with it with it so far. Like you you have been you've been a dependent most of your life still. Yeah. As of as of now, I definitely think I've seen it more than I've been a part of it. Yeah, just with exactly. people in their relationships, yeah. and it's like y'all two are like the exact same person. Like I don't know where you stops, and then, yes, yes, and, and the, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know where you, you start. start What's it called? Enmeshed. Enmeshed. Like, you never remember the friends at the at the program. Yeah. I'm not gonna say the names, but those two guys. And, oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Muscle guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah muscle yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was they, yeah. that was. I I knew about a mesh and I'd heard about a mesh and I've right. been in a mesh relationship, but that was the worst I've ever seen in my life. Right. It was it was because it was a superficial enmeshed relationship. Yeah. Which just seemed so tedious and a little predatory. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Super predatory. But but it was very codependent. If, yeah. you, if you, remember, you remember, right? One had all the money and the, and the wealth. And 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 the other one had to kowtow and <laughs> do what he do what the other one said. It was it was a bit of a you know spot me, bro. Yeah, you know, what? <laughs> you know it was very yeah, right. Yeah, it was that was a very codependent relationship and a mesh. And the mesh relationships are often codependent. Oh, I don't see how they can't be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because me and my mother are definitely enmeshed. Enmeshed. Yeah close just like too too like inappropriately yeah involved that's how funny you say that i think a friend a friend that uh i don't want it to get out but a friend i helped in the past um uh i saw them walking and i asked them to get oh no i didn't ask them i asked them if they needed a ride to work Mm because you know the smoke was everywhere and i didn't Mm -hmm. want them Mm -hmm. they hop in the car and they start talking and I think they're, I thought they're talking to me. So I'm talking and whatnot. And they happen to be on the phone. They got their headphone piece and they're mm-hmm. on the phone with their mom. 
just chilling, the three of us, the mom on the phone, my friend in the passenger seat, I'm in the driver's seat driving, mm-hmm. just the three of us. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? And she, and they uh, just stopped, like, waiting for me to talk. And I'm like, I don't want to talk with you and your mom right now. I don't want to talk to your mom. I don't know your mom. I don't know that, man. I don't know that, man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's awkward. How you not see that? But when you said a mesh, uh, yeah, with your mom, that's really interesting. How, her, how she sees the relationship is just normal. Right. That's, this is what my mom mom do. You don't do that? Yeah. No, and addiction. There's so much more I want to get into. <laughs> no, 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 but, but yeah, no, but it, it, codependency is a powerful thing. I think codependency it feels is, safe. I don't know. I don't even know if I feel safe. I didn't feel safe. I feel safe now. Hmm. I feel much safer now. Yeah. Now that I'm coming out of a lot of those relationships, now that I'm saying no, I feel much safer. Right. I guess there's a there could be a fear of like what happens if I break this. Yeah. What's next? Change. If I the fear of change. The fear of change. Yeah. But um, but but on the other side, I can tell you, I feel much more secure now. Yeah. I I I have achieved and established a lot more security in my own right, right. because I know where I'm at. Yeah. I'm not depending on anyone right now. Yeah. Whereas when I was in a meshed codependent relationships with my family members, I was super insecure. Right. I was super fearful. Yeah, you needed them. To tell I needed you them if something was good, bad, and I thought, and if they died or something happened, I'd be like, "Fuck!" Yeah, there was a lot of fear there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how I could do it when they passed. I was like, you know, that was a lot of my motivation for using. It. I was like, "Well, fuck it, ah, there's no way out." I said that with my mom. I said, "When my mom's pa- when my mom passes, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go to France with the money, mm-hmm. and who and knows? who knows, right?" Right. Now, now I'm beyond that. I now yeah. know what I'm gonna do. Same here. Because I'm, I'm doing it. Right. I'm doing it now. I'm not gonna self-destruct when someone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go. Someone else is That's crazy. Yeah. But I was. But I was crazy. there for I years. Can, from I a child. From a child to like two years ago, I was there. You die. I die. <laughs> I die. I pro- you yeah. die, and I just go get high. Yeah. I'll go with you. I'll meet you there. <laughs> I'll be there right behind you. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, yeah. I think so. You know, codependency. Right. It's codependency. Yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, and I bet you if we asked them, you know, the same thing, like they probably had fear as well. They probably were like, yeah, be better if you just died and came with me. Like, like they don't want that. Yeah. But th- them knowing how un how unready we are, right. like it's like what's gonna happen when I die? You know how much we need them. Yeah. 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 Um. All right, we're going to take a quick little break, answer a few questions, and then wrap this motherfucker up. All right, and now we're in our Q&A segment where we go ahead and answer uh, a question or two from uh, listeners. Uh, With that said, we actually would really appreciate it if you guys had any mental health or addiction questions that you've always wondered or wanted to ask or wanted to know more about um, and wanted to ask somebody that was actually in recovery or that has struggled with addiction issues, um, please either reach out to Fred or I personally or leave a comment in the comment section 
on whichever platform you may be using at that time. Um, all right, so first question comes from, also, those would be um, anonymous, uh, those questions that you send in, so you don't have to, we're not going to uh, blow your shit up. <laughs> Uh, so the first question for, comes from a friend from SoCal who asks, is there any advice you'd give your friends on how to talk with someone who is struggling or has struggled with addiction, like what not to talk about or what's okay to talk about? And I really love this question because it, I, I, don't, I can see a lot of people wondering this. And I don't know how one could, I'm sure they're out there, but I don't know how one could make it to adulthood without knowing at least one person who has been affected by this uh, mental health issue that is addiction, substance use disorder, uh, specifically. Um, yeah, is there any advice you'd give your friends? I would just come from a place with, uh, I mean, come from a place of uh, compassion, an open heart and an open mind. Um, I actually had a nervous breakdown at a friend's graduation party years ago, and my friend actually did just that. He just showed compassion and tried to console me, and there wasn't much of the, you know, blaming or, or judging or what what did you do, how did you, what did you do, you know, there's, it wasn't time for that, and there's a time and place for everything. Um, the who, what, when, where, that can be broken down at a later time, but if this is like your first time talking to this friend, or you just want to spark up an informative conversation, um, yeah, just go from an open heart and open mind, um, a willing to understand stance, uh, a willing to learn stance that shows you're really in this thing and that you're just in their corner basically i think that's what i appreciated the most just knowing that i wasn't just like left you know to just deal with it on my own or told to buck up or um i i really felt like okay i i have some people in my corner that aren't going to just uh run away at the first signs of trouble now with that said it can go a little too far um, speaking of codependency, our topic for the day, it can, if, if a friend is, is just consuming massive amounts of your time, energy, and resources, um, if, if you're worrying about where they're at at work while you're at work, or, or you're putting them up in hotel rooms night after night, or, you know, then it's getting to that point where, okay, maybe um, I'll take like a, a, a step or two back. From that situation but in this case in, in the question uh, keeping the question in mind uh, I just would suggest going with an open heart and an open mind and that should be enough in my experience so that was our question we only have one we were gonna try to spread these out and get some more in but like i said at the beginning please uh go ahead and send us some more questions that we can break down uh over the course of future episodes uh all right and we will keep those anonymous okay uh thank you and enjoy the rest of the show on codependency namaste 
in Beyonce Repray. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Um, all right, codependency. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Uh, in our just little uh, own individual summaries, I don't know, codependency, I'm just going to stick to the, the, the definition people or uh, counselors and outpatient treatment centers have drilled into us doing for others what others can do for themselves i like that i like that that. um my closing is that it's complex and it's complex and it really takes someone an individual in that relationship to have to, 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 to make a change. Someone has to change it. Either the codependent person or the person who's the dependent. One of the persons has to change. Um, and it has to be self-motivated. That's my opinion. And it's hard. The gong has spoken. It is hard. For damn sure. All right. So that was our show on codependency. We're going to close out with uh, one gratitude each and get the hell on out of here. Is this... first. Go first. I, uh, um, I am grateful for my friend Zoe here for motivating me to do better each day than I did the day before. Thank you, Zoe. Oh, you're welcome. Your invoice will be in the mail. Um, <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> no, takes you back to use. Uh, I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my health. I guess I pulled a muscle today because <laughs> I'm getting old uh, in my chest, and it just made me think. Um, of how grateful I am that I still have all my limbs and my fingers and my toes and my sight and my vision and my smell and don't have Corona and all that good stuff. So I'm grateful for my health. All right. Thanks for checking in, y'all. That was a wrap. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. And that was our first episode on codependency. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, If there's any questions, mental health questions or addiction questions you'd like Fred or myself to try to answer on future episodes, uh, go ahead and try to get in touch with us either personally or through the YouTube page at the Mental Breakdown Podcast or whatever platform you hear this podcast on, just go ahead and leave the question in the comment section. Uh, We also have a GoFundMe page. Uh, Just search on GoFundMe for the Mental Breakdown Podcast. Uh, Any help is greatly appreciated as we try to get more equipment like microphones and all that technical good stuff. Uh, Like I said, any help is greatly appreciated. All right, thank you guys so much for your time and hope to see you on the next episode. Peace.